So how was work today? Thank God, work was fine. Hope the traffic wasn't too bad. Amen. So the, the, the topic of today's um, Thrive teaching is the riches of the secret place. You know, Papi always prays a prayer right after um, um, service to close and always asks God to give us treasures of darkness and riches hidden in secret places. Amen. So, so that prayer is really, really, is heavy and is loaded. So today we are looking at the riches of the secret place. Amen. May the Lord bless Bless us as we listen to his word and may his name alone be glorified in Jesus' name. So my opening question is, what amazing experiences have you had in the place of prayer that you can share with us? You know, so some of us have had amazing experiences in the place of prayer and, you know, we got out of prayer and we're like, oh, wow, what just happened to me? Oh, wow, how did I get that? Where did I get that from? You know, so I just want us to share our experiences. You know, add your hands up today. You want to share your experiences, some things that you have experienced in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Okay, so I'm going to start, and hopefully before I'm done, I will have more hands um, going up. So I I remember, I think it was before, um, it was the penultimate GWDI where, you know, um, praying and fasting, and, you know, it was so intense, and... um, that period, I was just worshiping, you know, I was just worshiping and worshiping and praising God. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I, I saw myself. It was like I was worshiping with, with heavenly beings. And I was singing the song, and there was a lot of drumming happening. They were drumming. And I came back singing the song. And I reached out to my phone quickly and pressed, you know, and recorded the song, you know. And till today, I still have that song. For me, it was, that was just an amazing experience, you know, in the place of prayer. So I would like to share one or two things that they have experienced in the place of prayer. It could be a revelation. It could be, okay, we have a hand there. Thank you. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, in my place of prayer, um, there's this back time. Like, I'm always sad. So, after some moment of my life, when I start praying, I became happy. I don't worry anymore. Or Hallelujah. Any so, Hallelujah. That is how it's supposed to be. I can tell you that I have so many experiences like that. In fact, um, if I'm able to share today, I have a similar um, experience to that that I would like to just share. Any other hand up? Any other hand up? Okay, there's a hand in choir, Talia. Thank you. <laughs> Good evening. Good church. evening. Okay, so recently, when I start worshiping, I don't go to God with prayer points. So when I start worshiping, I just hear people's names to pray for. And Hallelujah. then it's like God putting his burden on me concerning mm. those people and I find myself crying and before you know I'm praying for this after that one I'm praying for this person I'm praying for yes. it's Hallelujah. awesome at the end of the day I don't even pray about myself I don't pray for myself uh, but in all it's 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 fulfilling you know to know Absolutely. that you've been chosen for this Hallelujah! I like that you've been chosen for that Tanya did you see my notes Chosen, anointed, called for this particular purpose. Amen. So there's another hand, if I. Amen. Hallelujah. It's exciting to know that um, we are having beautiful experiences in the presence of God. Amen. Good evening, Ma. Good evening. Okay, so um, I was just relating to worshiping. Um, so there was a night I was worshiping and I fell asleep. I thought I slept off, actually, because okay. okay. to me, I slept off. But when I woke up the next day, I was told by people in the house that I was worshiping overnight. Wow. Amazing. (laughs) Amazing. Worshiping subconsciously. Wow. There's nothing as sweet as that. Yeah, if you're clapping, let's clap. Let's clap. It's a beautiful experience. There's another experience I'd like to share. And um, it it happened a, a couple of years ago. We're doing interstate travel. We're going from 
um, Houston to Dallas, but we're going by bus, and it was going to take about five hours by road. My mom was with us, and just myself, my mom, and um, the children. And so I'd made up my mind, oh, five-hour ride, I'm just going to be worshiping all throughout, under my breath, you know, in the bus. So sat down in my corner, and, you know, under my breath, I started worshiping. I had my earphones, I was listening to song, and I was just worshiping. So worshiping, 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 all of a sudden, somebody's name came to my mind, and I started praying for her. Um, it's um, a friend of mine, South African, a white South African family that we got so close to when we were in Indonesia. All of a sudden, I just found myself praying for the husband, not even her. So I was praying for the husband, praying, 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 praying in tongues. I didn't know what I was praying about. Then after a while, I grabbed my phone, wanted to check if I had some urgent messages to attend to. And Maretha, the, 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 the man I was praying for, the wife, had sent me a message, and she said she was just saying, hello. I was super excited. For me, that was enough because I just finished, you know, praying in tongues. I didn't know that there was a lot more coming. So I got really excited. I said, oh, Marita, do you know I just finished praying for Andrea? You know, and she said, she said, oh, Lamide, do you know that as I speak to you, I'm in the hospital and Andrea is on, um, is on the surgical, is, on, is, is, having, is having a surgery. At the moment, the doctors are performing a surgery on his heart. There was a heart blockage. I just started crying. Then I knew what I was praying about. I cried, cried, and kept on praying, and she cried as well, you know. And the, the surgery was successful, you know. I give God all the glory. So, you know, I know a lot of us have um, awesome experiences in the place of prayer. So talking about, so, so that should give us an idea of what our, um, our secret place is today. Amen. So I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 45, verses 1 to 7. This is what the Lord says to Cyrus, his anointed one, whose right hand he will empower. Before him, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear. In the name of Jesus, before us as a church, mighty kings will be paralyzed with fear in Jesus' name. Their fortress gates will be opened, never to be shut again. This is what the Lord says, I will go before you, Cyrus, and level the mountains. I will smash down gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. Some version says rich, um, um, riches hidden in secret places. I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. And why have I called you for this work? Why did I call you by name when you did not know me? It is for the sake of Jacob, my servant, Israel, my chosen one. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. So all the world from the east to the west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. Amen. Hallelujah. So from what we just read, um, Cyrus was um, a pagan king, and heathen king. He was a king of um, Persia. And, um, you know, the Lord referred to him as the anointed one. There are two other people referred to as the anointed one in the Bible. That's David and the Messiah, you know, referred to as the anointed one. In that God was saying that, well, I have a special mission for you. It's very interesting to note that the, the, the um, Persians would normally not refer, would normally not anoint their kings, you know, so not even talk of, you know, referring to them as the anointed one. You know, it's just the Israelites that would normally anoint their king, you know, before they ascend the throne. It's just to say, wow, that the Lord has... It's just to acknowledge the fact that this person has been anointed of the Lord for this particular job, um, for, for, for a particular mission, you know. So, so God, God designed Cyrus and God qualified him. Hallelujah. So we have a God who does not call the qualified, you know, but he qualifies those that he calls. He designed Cyrus and he qualified him. So if you are a child of God here today, honestly, you have nothing to worry about because the Lord has designed you for a purpose. He has designed you for a mission. 
And all you just need to do is just to relax in him. And say, Lord, that design that you have for me, help me to walk into it. You know, it designs you. And when you start, you know, shaping up to the form of the design that he has made, then you begin to fulfill purpose. Amen. So my first um, um, point says, is the designer and the qualifier. Isn't that amazing? It's just a just God. He's a super, super good, super kind God. He designs us and, you know, he qualifies us. So you don't, have to be, you don't have to worry about anything. All you need to do is just to ensure that you spend time in his presence. You know, we all with open face behold as in the glass, you know, the glory of the Lord. And as we behold the glory of the Lord, we are changed into the same image from glory to glory. So as you spend time with him, you are changed into his image. You are changed into his character. You know, you are, you are being formed into that design and then you get qualified for the work. Amen. Hallelujah. So he gave Cyrus riches which had been hidden in secret places. And it is interesting to note that from that particular conquest, that King Cyrus, you know, obtained 34,000 pounds of gold and 500,000 talents of silver and a lot of other golden verses. So my next point is there is humongous benefits in letting the Lord lead you to his secret place. There's a lot of benefit in letting the Lord lead you to his secret place. So what happened was, um, when King, King Cyrus was able to cut away all these things with the help of the Lord, he went back and he helped Israel to rebuild Jerusalem. Amen. So the Lord helped him and um, gave him um, access to riches hidden in secret places. So, so, so that is, that is the, world's, um, the world's riches. And you're wondering, well, we don't fight such physical battles anymore. So how would the Lord lead me, you know, to those riches hidden in secret places? Praise the Lord. I have good news for you this night. You know, there are worldly riches and there are spiritual riches. And the good thing is that by the grace of the living God, through the blood of Jesus, through the crucifixion of Jesus, of his son on the cross of Calvary, we still have access to those riches. And the truth is, Cyrus must have gone away with earthly riches, riches hidden in secret places. But we have access to both the earthly riches and the heavenly riches in the name of Jesus. Amen. Aren't you excited about that? That excites me that I can have access to riches in the world. I can have access to heavenly riches. I can build up my treasure in heaven while at the same time I build up my treasure here, run out to the glory of God. So we're going to look at God's secret place versus the world's secret place. Psalm 91. Let's read Psalm 91 together. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He will cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou trust. His, trust, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at new day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Only with your eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked." Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil before thee, neither shall any plague come near thee, thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all your ways. They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show Show him my salvation. Hallelujah. That particular um, um, chapter is loaded. That particular psalm is loaded. So it says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we need to dwell so that we can abide. What does it mean to dwell? Who's going to help us? What does it mean to dwell? 
to dwell in the presence of the Most High God. There's a hand there, Elizabeth. Thank you. There's a hand right at the back. Please give her the mic. What does it mean to dwell? He who dwells in the presence of the Most High God. Good evening. Good evening, dear. Dwell means to like stay in and live in. Thank you. To stay there, to just lodge in his presence. Like Tanya said, and she, she doesn't go with her prayer request. She just goes, you know, she just pray and just to worship and intercede for others, you know. We had a fine testimony as well, you know, that he was just worshiping through the night. You are just there, you know, you're just like jesting in his presence, enjoying his presence, loving his presence, you know. So sometimes when and... Um, I'm, I'm, I, I can I can I can say you know to the glory of the Lord I can't remember a day that I've gone without praying. You know the Bible says we should pray. You know at all times we should pray always. But you know there are times that you really really want to linger on. You really really want to stay under the presence of God. But because of a lot of other things you really can't do it. So when it happens to me like that and a whole day is going and I've not spent you know enough time. I've not really spent as much time as I would like to spend in His presence and then. I go, I say, oh, my father, I am just missing you. I am just missing your presence, you know. When you just go there, you just worship, you are lost in worship, you're giving him praises, you enjoy. You know, sometimes I say, God, I can just feel you giving me a hug right now. And I'm just giving God a hug. God, give me a hug. I miss you so much, my heavenly father. Hallelujah. So you're just digesting in his presence. You're just enjoying his presence. You're just basking, you know, in that moment. You're not worried. You're not looking at your time. You're not worried about your phone messages. You're not worried about what's happening on Instagram. You're not worried about what is going on around you know the world and you it's just you and your heavenly father in a world of your own amen so that is what it means to dwell to abide to lodge to live to linger you know to stay in his presence the secret place if you're writing if you're feeling the secret place indicates nearness to god it's a place of solitude matthew 6 6 it's a place of solitude but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything will reward you. So it's a secret place. But you know, when we do it in the secret, our God is so faithful, he rewards you in the open. But this is not to say that every time we need to pray, we need to look for a room and shut the door. We pray always. When you're sleeping, you pray like you find, you know. When you're eating, you pray. When you're walking, you pray. When you're walking out, you pray. When you're going for a walk, you pray. In everything, pray. Pray always. Amen. Hallelujah. So, but I, I would also like to say that the devil has his own secret place. The devil has his own secret place. But when you stay in the secret place of the Most High God, you are shielded from the secret place of the enemy. Psalm 64, verses 4 to 9, let's read. They shoot from ambush at the innocent. Another version says they shoot from the secret at the innocent, attacking suddenly and fearlessly. They encourage each other to do evil and plan how to set their traps in secret. Who will ever notice? They ask. As they plot their crimes, they say, we have devised the perfect plan. Yes, the human heart and mind are cunning, but God himself will shoot them with his arrows, suddenly striking them down. Their own tongues will ruin them, and all who see them will shake their heads in scorn. Then everyone will be afraid. They will proclaim the mighty acts of our God. Amen. So the devil tries to shoot from his secret place. So that's why I'm encouraging you. Make sure you always linger in the presence of the Most High God. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. He says in his presence, he will give his angels charge over you. He says that in his presence, a thousand will fall on your side and ten thousand. It says no arm will come near you. No diseases will come near you. You will drink poison, you know, and they will not harm you. You will step upon the young lion and the dragon, you know, and they will not hurt you. In his secret place, in the secret place of our Most High God, you are sheltered. You are sheltered. So, you know, like I was saying, you know, there was um, this, um, um, I heard a while ago that in, in, in the secular kingdom, um, the, the gospel, sorry, the artists, the secular artists usually, 
usually they would usually know when a song, the song that is going to, the next song that is going to become a hit. You know, a song comes out and they're just singing regba, regba, jagba, jagba, nonsense. And everybody's so excited and happy about it. Oh, wow. And everybody's crazy about it. And then you listen as a reasonable person. There's really nothing to these lyrics. Why are they so crazy about it? The truth is, do you know that? The next song that is going to be a hit in the secular world, the next um, secular music that is really going to be a hit, it is already known in the kingdom of the devil. Why? Some of them, I heard, they place these tracks, they place these songs before the devil's altar. Sometimes for six months. Sometimes for two years. The devil has his own secret place. But you know, we have a secret place that is greater than any other secret place. So you know, he has his own secret place. They place it on the altar. And so that's why a song just comes out like that and everybody's so crazy about it and then... You are wondering what is the big deal about this song. The lyrics are even so horrible. And then, but it has been placed before the altar of the devil for two years. Sometimes 18 months, sometimes six months. Amen. So, so sometimes, um, and then sometimes you wonder why when some people go to see fortune tellers, some so-called seers, you know, herbalists, and they are able to tell them things that are similar you know, toward maybe um, um, a prophecy that's been, you know, given them or a vision that they have seen themselves. The truth is, these people have access. They can see. They truly see. But the analogy I'm going to give is when you look through the glass, right, a glass house, you can see everything. You can see the chair. You can see the throw pillows. You can see um, the TV. You can see everything. So they can't see everything. But you know what? Even though they can't see, they can't move the chair. They can't change the throw pillow. Our God is right inside. He can change the chair. He can change the location. He can move the throw pillows. Amen. Hallelujah. So they truly see, but there's nothing they can do about it. As long as you're secured in the presence of the Most High God. You know. Hallelujah. So we have those treasures. So there's a lot, of, a lot of riches, you know, in secret places. A lot of riches in, in you know, staying in, in our Father's secret place. My next point says, they truly know I can, and can see, but only God can truly give without conditions. Amen. So let's look at riches of the secret place. So many riches. This list is not exhaustive. But these are the ones I chose to pen down because we can go on and on and on. Okay, before I start, what do you think are the riches of the secret place? Who will help us? Mention some riches of the secret place that you know. Elizabeth, thank you. Any other hand? What are the riches of the secret place of the Most High God? I believe one of the riches of the secret place is favor. Hallelujah. Thank you, my darling Elizabeth. Did you see my notes? It's favor. Favor. Any other person? Any other person? It's favor. There's a hand here. Thank you. There's a hand there. Favor. Strength. Strength. It gives strength to the weary. You know that I wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. Amen. Hallelujah. So destinies are bathed. Destinies are changed. You know, our lives are changed. We get lifted up. We get fired up when we linger in the secret place. Is there another hand? Okay. Okay. There's another hand. Thank you. Yeah. Another, another thing there is, 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 as is peace. You can get peace. Peace, thank peace you. There's peace in the secret place. So can you see there are a lot of riches in the secret place? A lot of riches. Of course, we can't mention them all this night. There's a whole lot. Destinies are changed. Lives are changed. We get filled for great works. We get lifted up afresh. Amen. So the first one I'm going to say, God gives direction and it enables us to fulfill our destiny. You know, last week's teaching was talking about light and direction. So the light of the Lord has come, and um, God gives us direction when we linger in his presence. Because the Bible says, First, first Timothy 6.16 says that God dwells in unapproachable lights. 
So if he dwells in unapproachable light and you linger in his presence, the light rubs off on you, you know. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. So it gives us direction. Isaiah 42 verse 6. Can we have that please? says, I the Lord have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I will take you by the hand and guide you. I will give you. And I will give you to my people Israel as a symbol of my covenant with them. And you will be a light to guide the nations. Amen. We will be a light to guide the nations in Jesus' name. Amen. So because our God dwells in unapproachable light, you linger in his presence, you enjoy the light. Amen. Deliverance. CMM, can I have um, Happy's um, quote that talks about you um, when you are at your lowest when you are your lowest when you feel you are at your lowest that is when you need the highest amen when you feel you are at your lowest that is when you need the highest amen so there's deliverance you know when you're feeling down you're feeling low that is when you need the highest there's deliverance in the presence of God. There's deliverance in the secret place, you know. Um, I remember what our brother said earlier on that, you know, there was a time he was feeling down, feeling really low, and he lingered in God's presence, and it all went away. Amen. So my number, number three says there's deep knowledge of God. You know, King um, Cyrus, even though he didn't know God, but God already had a mission for him. You know, but it just excites me that somebody that didn't know God, God had a mission for him. How much more us? He has a mission for us. And we are going to fulfill our God-given destinies in the name of Jesus. Amen. So even though he didn't know God, God had a vision for him. And he fulfilled the purpose of God consigning his life. And after, after, afterwards, he got to know God. I would like us to read Ezra 1. 1 to 5. Ezra 1, 1 to 5. Okay, so it says, In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, the Lord fulfilled the prophecy he had given through Jeremiah. He stirred the heart of Cyrus to put this proclamation in writing and to send it throughout the kingdom. This is what King Cyrus of Persia says. Can you imagine a, a pagan, um, a heathen country? The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth. He has appointed me. Now he realized that the Lord has appointed him to build him a temple at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Any of you who are his people may go to Jerusalem in Judah to rebuild this temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives in Jerusalem. And may your God be with you. Wherever this Jewish remnant is found, let's... Their neighbors contribute towards their expenses by giving them silver and gold, supplies for the journey, and livestock, as well as a voluntary offering for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then God stirred the hearts of the priests and the Levites and the leaders of the tribes of Judah and Benjamin to go to Jerusalem to rebuild, to rebuild the temple of the Lord. Amen. So God used, you know, um, um, a pagan um, king, you know, eventually to, to lead the priest, to lead the Levites, to rebuild Jerusalem, something very close to his heart. Amen. So, so, so salvation will take you to heaven. Salvation will take you to heaven. But brothers and sisters, there's a lot more. There's much more in God. You know, so we shouldn't just be focused on, oh, have I sinned? Oh, God, please forgive me my sins. So that when rapture comes now, I will go and will miss rapture. No, 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 no. It's more than that. There's a whole lot. God wants you to be able to lend to nations. God wants to use you to lead millions of souls to the kingdom. God wants to use you to expand his kingdom here on earth. God wants you to lay hands on the sick and let them be healed. God wants to shine his shine through you in the name of Jesus. And that is what is going to be in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. We have deep, we have the opportunity, you know, to have a deep knowledge of God. I remember something that happened a while ago. So I was sleeping and then I heard a voice. Of course, it was God's voice and it was saying, oh, do you know, do you know how, how many battles I fight for just one breath to go in 
of, to go into your nostrils and come out. I said, really? He said, okay, let's go on a walk. Let's go on a walk through the respiratory system. It was a funny, it was a funny vision for me. So we went on a walk through the res respiratory system. I was walking ahead and God was walking behind me. And as we were walking along that path, I could see cells, I could see nerves. You know, it was a pathway. And I could see cells, nerves, all sort of things. And arrows were coming and God was just, you know, defecting the arrows. Arrows were coming and it was just, and I was saying, wow, wow. I'm like, oh God, this is so awesome. And I kept saying, wow, wow, this is awesome. Wow, this is awesome until I woke up. You know, and I was asking my husband, didn't you hear all my, wow, this is awesome. Wow, this is awesome. You know, so sometimes it's, it's just, God just wants to gist with you. He just wants to fellowship with you. He enjoys fellowshipping with us. You know, he enjoys being our friend. It's not about God, give me this car or I die. Give me this house or I don't serve you anymore. No, there's a whole lot more to being a child of God. There's a whole lot more to serving God. There's a whole lot, you know, when you linger in his presence. It's a lot of riches amen number four open gates my next point says open gates so there's a graphic on on, on the gates of babylon that i would like cmm to 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 put up open gates there's a graphic on on the gates of babylon cmm can you please put off put up that graphic okay lovely so can you imagine babylon had 100 gates like this and they had 25 of these gates on each side. And you know, with those gates, they had walls. So that if anyone came in into Babylon and they locked the gates, you know, the person was hemmed in. There was no way anybody could escape. No way anybody could escape. So, but, and these gates were made of brass, you know, and fastened with bars of iron. Do you remember this song? Oh, that man. We'll praise the Lord. Oh, that man will praise the Lord. For his goodness and for his wonderful works. To the children of men. To the children of men. For his goodness and for his wonderful works. He has broken the gates of brass. And cut the brass of iron asunder. Amen. So he broke the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron asunder. These gates were made with brass. And you know, God opened it and led the King Cyrus through into Babylon, through to the palace, through to the secret place where the treasures were hidden, where the riches were hidden. And he went away with it. When you linger in the presence of the Lord, gates by themselves begin to fling open. Amen. You know, doors just begin to open of their own accord in the name of Jesus. Amen. So there are revelations in his presence. Number five, revelations. Jeremiah 33, 3. This is a very good and a very easy um, scripture to memorize for memory verse. It's just 333, Jeremiah 333. So Jeremiah 33:3 says, Acts of me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. This only happens in the secret place. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The Lord our God has secrets known to, to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the terms of the instruction. So he reveals secrets to his children. Proverbs 3.32 says, but the Lord offers his friendship to the godly. But the Lord speaks to the godly. But the Lord shows things to the godly. And Daniel 2.19 talks about um, God ruling in the affairs of men. That, that night, the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then that Daniel praised the God of heaven. Daniel 2.22. Let's go on to verse 22. It reveals deep and mysterious things. And knows what lies in hidden darkness, though he's surrounded by light. Isn't our God great? You know, he knows what is there, hidden in darkness, even though he's surrounded by light. So nothing takes him by surprise. Absolutely nothing. Praise the Lord. Verse 47, he rules and reigns in the affairs of men. That's what it says. So the Lord gives supernatural abilities. You know, sometimes, have you ever met some, someone that, you know, so, it's so difficult to love? 
You know, there are some people you come across in this our work, they are so difficult to love. But when you linger in the presence of God, he will love supernaturally through you. You don't even know it. It's not you. It has nothing to do with you. But he's able to help you express and love that person in the way that the person will appreciate it. And, you know, so it gives supernatural abilities for us to love, to fast, to pray. You know, when we are fasting, 21 days, coasting and not eating, and people are thinking, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? But Jesus Christ died already, you know, on the cross of Calvary. So why, why, why would you go 21 days without, you know? And I say, well, it has nothing to do with meal. It's God. But do you know that when we do the corporate 21 days um, fast, it's so easy and usually so easy and effortless for me. Of course, I've had to struggle a few times. But when I decide to do it by my own, ah, I need extra encouragement too. <laughs> and extra prayers. Extra, extra prayers. So God gives divine, gives supernatural abilities. You know, or to pray. We are coming for the vigil, GWDIA vigil week, and you are praying, you know, five days, you know, every day. You are coming for vigil, and people are wondering, wow, I hope you are not going to collapse, and you are still combined, you are still going to work, and all those things. But God gives supernatural abilities. Amen. Let me have, please let me have Papi's graphics on act your way into feeling. So sometimes when you don't feel like praying, you know, like Papi said on Sunday, act your way into feeling so you can feel your way into action. Amen. So you act your way into it. God, I don't feel like praying today, but, you know, and then you begin to pray by fire, by force. You begin to worship. All of a sudden, you get carried away. And you're like, thank God I made that attempt. Thank God I didn't go with my feeling. But I just decided, well, I've told God I'm going to be in his presence so, 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 and so time, you know, and I must be there. Even if I sleep off, I will sleep on and I will wake up and I will continue my prayer in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So there's another one says, the more you engage heaven, the more you are empowered. So it gives us supernatural abilities. The more you engage heaven, the more you are empowered. Amen. Empowered people, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So my next point is prep happens in the secret place. Amen. Preparation happens in the secret place. Number seven, we are sheltered in the secret place. Psalm 31, 20. We are sheltered. Cyrus was sheltered. You know, the gates were just swung open. You know, 100 gates. None was locked. 100, 25 on each side. God is just awesome. You know, so we are sheltered. Psalm 31 verse 20 says, you hide them in the shelter of your presence. Save from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing fingers. Amen. So we are sheltered far from accusing fingers. Amen. So, so when you linger in the presence of the Most High God, no one can stand against you. Who can stand against the Lord? No one can. And no one will. Who can stand against the Lord? No one can. No one will. Oh, victory belongs to Jesus. Victory can stand against the Lord. Victory belongs to Jesus. And that takes me to the next point. It says, victory. Let me have Papi's graphic on your weaknesses. Victory belongs to God. No matter how weak you are, you know, you might, no matter how faint-hearted you are, you know, even, as you still, even if you still run away from cockroaches, I'm referring to myself, your weaknesses can take you to places in God that your strength cannot take you to. Amen. Amen. So victory belongs to Jesus. Number nine is restoration. Let me have Papi's graphic on the lowest. Restoration. The Lord restores you. He restores our strength. When you feel you're at your lowest, that is when you need the highest. Amen. So there's restoration in the presence of the most high God. So you just go and say, God, just, just breathe upon me. Just breathe upon me. All I need is your breath. You know, I said I was going to share an experience very quickly. 
something that um, happened to me um, a while ago, a while, like, pretty long time ago. That was sometimes last year. And I was in my lowest moment. And it was as though the, this, the devil is just a dirty fighter. Very dirty fighter. So it was as though I was just being attacked from one angle, you know, from every angle that I could think of. So this day I was feeling so low, so low. I'd never felt like that in my life. So I said, well, I was going to, you know, spend time in the presence of the Most High God. I wasn't going to go to bed. So at 11 p.m., midnight, I just went, there's a, there's a place, you know, that I just drew like a mental circle of my prayer place. So I just went there. And, you know, I was lying and I was praying and I was worshiping for hours, hours, hours. I was there. Then I went to bed to sleep. Got up in the morning. I was excited. And I thought, wow, thank God. This spirit has just, you know, this, this bad feeling, deep, deep feeling of deep-seated sorrow had left me. And I was walking in the kitchen. All of a sudden, I just started having that feeling again. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I am not going to allow this feeling to ruin my day in the name of Jesus. I left whatever I was doing in the kitchen, went back upstairs, got into the prayer circle, and I started worshiping. I said, God, I am not going to leave this place until this thing gets lifted. And I kept worshiping, kept worshiping. I was there for hours. By the time I got up, I was filled with joy. Nothing had changed. I checked my phone. There was no big alerts. There was no apology from anybody. Nothing, nothing had changed, you know, but I was filled with joy. So in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy, and at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. So my next point is when you dwell in the secret place, it's this discovery of a well that never runs dry. That well never runs dry. That well never, ever runs dry. You keep drawing from it. You keep drawing from it, and it never runs dry. Amen. So there's a poem I put together, the Secret Place poem. Can we have the Secret Place poem? It says, when you dwell in the Secret Place, it's the utmost place of grace. Beautiful will be your days. Effortless will be the race. It's where it sheds light on your ways. The race is not to the swift. It is a gracious gift. With grace, you will not drift. Uplift, uplift, uplift is all that I clearly hear from my Savior who is there and ever so near. Amen. Uplift. Amen. So what not to take to the secret place? So, so, so what should you not take to the secret place? I need somebody to help me. What should you not take to the secret place? I have Elizabeth's hand there. Thank you, Elizabeth. You are such a blessing to me, to the house, to everybody this evening. We are super proud of you. Um, <laughs> you should not take a prideful sort of mindset. Thank you. Thank you, Elizabeth. We should not go with a proud hearts. Thank you. So there are a lot of things we should not take to the secret place. Don't go with malice. Don't go bearing grudges. Don't go with the seats. Psalm 24 verses 3 to 6. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy, holy place? Only those with hands and hearts that are pure. Who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will Receive the Lord's blessing and have a right relationship with God, your Savior. Such people may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. Amen. But the good thing is, you can go just as you are. Because when you go just as you are, it will not leave you as you are. You will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. So when you come as you are, you it won't leave you as you are. So what do you do there? What do you do in the secret place? What do you do in the secret place? Any hand? You dwell, thank you. You dwell in the secret place. What do you do in the secret place? Okay, there's a hand there. Thank you. In the secret place, you... Motorayo, thank you. You worship. You worship. Thank you. You worship in the secret place. What do you? What else do you do in the secret place? There's a hand here. Toromo, yes. The children are blessing us this evening. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We pray. We pray. Our children are on fire for the Lord. Hallelujah. We worship. We pray. What else do we do in the secret place? What else do we do in the secret place? There's another hand there. Thank you. What do we do in the secret place? We thank God. We thank God. We pray. We thank God. We worship. Okay, juice. <laughs> There's a hand here, please. Let me give out the mic. What do we do in the secret place? Praise God. Hallelujah. You come with a sincerity of heart, with Thank an you. open heart. Thank you. You come with an open heart, with a sincerity of heart. Amen. So you worship, you praise. <sighs> okay, there are two more hands. Very quickly, what do we do in the secret place? Amen. Okay. We praise God. We praise God. Thank you. We praise him. My father, the lover of my soul, overseer of my soul. We praise him and his head swells. And when his head swells, heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. And he begins to shake, you know, to dance to the praise, you know. And his head is swelling. And you know, the mountains are being destroyed. The valleys are being filled up, you know. Hallelujah. The prison, the prison doors are being opened. Amen. Okay, you know what we do? What do we do in the secret place? We adore him. We adore him. Hallelujah. We adore him. We long for his presence. We long for his love. We adore him. Amen. So we praise, we worship, we intercede, we pray for others as led by the spirit. Amen. So when do you go to the secret place? When do you go there? Is there a particular time we should go to the secret place? When do we go to the secret place? Okay, there's a hand there. At the back. When do we go to the secret place? When you feel like and when you don't feel like. Thank you. That sums it up. Morning, afternoon, evening, sleeping, eating, dancing. You know, when you feel like, when you don't feel like. We go to the secret place every single time. You know, it says, um, the, the, the text that we have today says, the gates of Babylon were left open in the night. In the night. So there's really something special about vigils. Jesus would pray all night to the Father. So we do it in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the night. But the riches that the Cyrus got, the invasion was done in the night. In the night, when the enemies are planning, you're there with your God. You know, they are shooting their arrows and the arrows are going back to them. You know, in the night, amen. So let's, um, let's have that at the back of our mind. So it's solely for his glory. Solely for his glory. Isaiah 45, 3. I will not share. Isaiah 42, 8 to 9 says, I am the Lord. I will not share my glory. Okay, 42, 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name. I will not give my glory to anyone else nor share my praise with carved idols. Everything I prophesied has come true. Now I will prophesy again. So you are living prophecy. You are fulfilling prophecy. You are his masterpiece. He created you long before, you know. He created you anew in Christ Jesus. He, cre he created you and planned for your life long before. So if today the Lord is using you, it is nothing to feel cool about because you are fulfilling prophecy. You know, you're walking in the path of the destiny that he has carved out for you. Rather than feel cool about it, just get on your knees every single time and say, thank you for the privilege of being used as a vessel. Amen. Because it is for his glory. Amen. So my, my next point says, it's his glory. You are only fulfilling prophecy. You know, Isaiah 45.3, can we read that? Isaiah 45.3. And I will give you treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. I will do this so you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who calls you by name. So it is for his glory. Amen. So you are fulfilling prophecy. We, ha we are his workmanship and you are a masterpiece. A masterpiece in Christ Jesus. So let the light of God shine through you. Let the light of God shine in you. And to, to help you to reflect who you truly are. Because it says we have in Ephesians 2.10. We have been created, we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he ordained long 
long ago. So there's a good work for each and every one of us here today that the Lord has ordained long ago. We have been created for that good work. And you can only discover what the good work is when you linger, you know, in his presence, when you enjoy staying in his presence. It says, you know, we all with open face behold, as in the glass, we, we reflect the glory of the Lord and we are being changed into the same image. We are made in the image of God and not just his image. He wants us to reflect his character as well. So when you spend time in his presence, you reflect his image and you reflect his character. You didn't choose him. He chose you. He chose you. That's something to get excited about. The Lord chose you. Like he chose Cyrus. The Lord chose you. Every single one of us here today, the Lord has chosen us for a good work. Bask in his presence. Seek his face, you know. And he will reveal to you that special work. You know, that masterpiece that he has made of you. Your masterpiece version. It will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Amen. So if you, if you are here today, you don't know the Lord. Well, you don't know him. Cyrus didn't know him. But the Lord said he had chosen Cyrus and he had prepared him. He had anointed him for a particular mission. If you're here today, you don't know the Lord. He has chosen you. That's the reason why you're here this night. There's, there's something he has anointed you for. But you can only discover it when you surrender to him. When you surrender everything to him. His name will be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen. So Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there's a poem that I put up. It says, when you make the Lord your habitation. Amen. Let me have the habitation right up. When you make the Lord your habitation, when you dwell, when you linger in his presence, this is what happens. When you make the most high your habitation, there's no limitation, only illumination. There's no irritation, only irrigation. There's no fragmentation, only exaltation. There is no devastation, only salvation. There is no detestation, only affirmation. There is no exploitation, only exaltation. There is no provocation. Only purification, there is no discrimination. Only authentication, there is no debilitation. Only fortification, there is no aggravation. Only adulation, there is no complication. Only satisfaction, there are no allegations. Only vindication, there are no disqualifications. Only qualification, there is no condemnation. Only sanctification, there is no dulling. Only shining. The light is on. Shine on. Amen. So I'd like to close with book of Solomon chapter 2 verse 14, which really excites me. And I decided to just choose the amplified version to amplify, you know, the love of our father. It says, oh my dove. The Lord is calling us his dove. There in the clefts of the rock. Uh-uh. There in the cleft of the rock, in the sheltered and secret place of the steep pathway, let me see your face. He wants to see your face. Let me hear your voice. He wants to hear your voice, for your voice is sweet. Amen. And your face is lovely. The Lord is saying, your voice is sweet. Your face is lovely. The Lord is saying, the, 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 the lover of our soul is saying, come with me. My darling, my sweetheart, don't stay on the lowlands. Come with me. Let's get away. I want to see your face. I want to hear your voice. It is lovely. It is beautiful. It blesses me. Amen. Amen. Don't stay on the low line. Come up and let the world see your shine as you shine your shine for the Lord. Amen. So I close with Psalm 139 verse 15. Psalm 139 verse 15 says, You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion. Another version says, As I was being formed in secret, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. There's a secret. Shh. Listen to the secret. You were made. You were made in secret. And you can only thrive in the secret place of the Most High. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You were made in secret and you can only thrive in the secret place of the Most High. Our eyes are closed. If you're here this evening, you would like to give your life 
to the Lord Jesus. If you would like to surrender, he has a purpose for you. He has a mission for you. Don't leave this place without surrendering to him. Don't leave this place without surrendering to him. Amen. Don't leave this place without surrendering to him. He has a purpose for your life. Okay, that's a hand. That's a child. God bless you. God bless you. Any other hand up? God bless you. I see your hand. Okay. Our children, God bless you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father, for this one, oh Lord God. They will continue to dwell in your secret place in the name of Jesus. They will fulfill their destiny in Christ Jesus, and your name alone will be glorified. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. So questions? Questions? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any questions? Okay, Elizabeth has a question. Okay, let's hear that question. So, um, my question is, if the secret place is a secret place, then how can you find it? If the secret place is a secret place, how can you find it? Praise the Lord. Okay, so from what I've been saying today, what, is, what do you understand by the secret place? Secret. It's secret. Okay. So, um, if it is secret, is it still secret to us as children of God? No. Okay, so when I said, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High... So, how do you dwell in the secret place of the Most High? Hmm? Okay, who's going to help Elizabeth? I want a child, another child. How do you dwell? When we're saying, what does it mean to dwell, to linger? By doing what God asks you. By to what? Do. By doing what God asks you to do. By doing what God asks you to do. Okay, so... With Psalm 91, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place is the place of prayer. Right? Do you understand now? Yes. It's a secret place. It's, you know, there the Lord shields you. The Lord protects you. He keeps you from every, every plan of the enemy. He reveals things to you that ordinarily would not even come to you. You know, it's in this presence. You stay there in that sacred place. You know, we read Matthew 6, 6 that says, when you want to pray to your father, shut your door and pray to your father. And your father who sees you in secret. The whole world is not seeing you because it's just between you and your father. So it's a secret place between yourself and your father. The whole world isn't seeing you and it rewards you in the open. Oh. Amen. So Elizabeth, what's the secret place? Secret place... Is a place where God sees you as you pray. As you are. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Any other questions? Diaco has a question. Okay. Okay. Grandma has a question. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, I was in a fellowship where we were treating this topic, riches of the secret place. And um, somebody contributed that since it is written that the Lord, I mean, will release the, the riches of the secret place, the, the, the riches, I mean, the treasures of darkness, then... Is it wrong to take bribe or gratification? Because we say, well, God will release the, 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 the treasures of darkness. Of darkness. Riches. <laughs> of so when we take bribe, when we take gratification, is there anything wrong in it? <laughs> Thank you, Ma. Thank you for shedding light on that. And I'm glad you asked that question, Ma, so that to clarify and uh, doubts in any mind. Okay. So we cannot legalize... Um, <laughs> Holiness with illegality. <laughs> Amen. So our God is holy and everything he does is holy. And if anything is unholy, you cannot, you, you can never use the scripture to back it up. 
bribery is ungodly, is unholy. You can never use the scripture to back it up. That is coming from, from the pit of hell, from the enemy. Amen. So, riches of darkness, well, the corrupt people, they have gotten it, but we will get it the right way by the leading of our Father. Amen. So, we have heard the word and um, we are committing. Tell the Lord what you are committing to do today. Amen. And we will pass it on in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord bless his word in our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you.